So I'd say uh, right now, so we crossed like the uh, 1 million ARR like uh, 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 two months ago. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Phil Leu. He's building a great tool called MissAbout.com. It's a shared inbox and chat SaaS tool. Are you ready to take us to the top? Sorry? Are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, of course. Very good. Well, hey, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit. So MissAbout playing in a competitive space, shared inbox and team chat. When did you launch the business? Uh, we actually started working on the project in 2003. 14, but it was mostly as like a, a tool for itself, building a, a, another previous startup we had, we had started. And we launched it in 2015 as a free product, mostly just to test the ground. And then a year later in 2016, we launched a first paid, paid, paid version. And so how did you, you know, the starting years for any founder, paying yourself is difficult. So what did you do between 2015, the first line of code, or 2014, and the paid launch in 2016? How'd you pay yourself? Well, I think that's the interesting part of our own story is that um, I met Michael Fonder at the co-working space that I created in Convexity uh, in 2012. And uh, so Michael Fonder were the absolutely best, like, developer I knew at the time, designer at the time, and I knew I wanted to work with them, right? Um, and uh, at the co-working space, I was actually making money from like a really, uh, from a, a game portal I created when I was a teen, a French game portal I, I had created when I was a teen. And, you know, just like ramen money, ramen profitable money, like a, a few Ks a year, just being able to pay the apartment and the food. And uh, I lived basically without much money for, for 10 years, like really like student salary and uh, really start to work on many different projects. And the first one I created was a game jam festival. So I wanted to be a, a, a game developer at that time. Okay. So I decided to create like a game jam. So hey, the idea was to try and move your mic so that it's not rubbing against your shirt. We're getting audio feedback. Oh, sorry. You want to start it over? So no, I you're think good. Keep going. No, keep going. Okay, perfect. Don't against the game developer. Yeah, game developer. So I, I created a game game festival actually. Okay, so the idea was like I wanted to meet meet other game developers, and so I uh, went to the mayor, told him about the idea, 
thought it was a great idea, decided to fund the project. So we, we made that great festival for five years, okay? And uh, making no money whatsoever, uh, but just having fun. My initial, the initial reason I created that festival was just to meet developers. But at the end of the day, it was mostly just organizing the, the, the festival and never really meeting anyone. And, uh, but the one thing that that festival uh, teach me is like, uh, not, not the one thing that the festival teach me, but, um, hey, sorry, I just want to start over. It's really, uh, <laughs> do you mind? Like, uh, no, no, no. So, so we don't, listen, it's a conversation, man. You don't need to be nervous. There's no, we don't need to start over. I mean, you, so you, you have a game festival. The game festival revenue is basically what enabled you and your co-founder to have a little cash runway to build Missive App those first couple of years. Is that right? <laughs> it's more complex than that. Okay, so, so okay, so, uh, I'll, put, I'll put pretty simply. Okay, so um, when I was a teen, I created a game portal, right? So create just with ads, I was able to kind of pay myself like student salary for for many years. I uh, did my uh, did my university uh, study and, and business management, uh, being able to pay myself. I was not a programmer whatsoever. It's just like technology, right? So I had that game portal, and. Uh, after university, I I started. I was like, I, I want to be a game developer, actually. So I started kind of learning to code myself, still being able to pay myself, live basically from the, the 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 game portal I had created, a French game portal. Understood. And uh, so I started that festival to meet other like-minded developers, right? Because I wasn't like in any community whatsoever. So I created that festival, and it really worked, right? It became like a music festival. It was a hell outside, like uh, many thousand visitors, like you know music and um so the idea was like people had 48 hours to create uh, a game right and there was like price uh and and it was really successful right but at the end of the day i met no one because i was just organizing the thing uh but i still like learned to code and had different projects on the side and after that project i said well i'm not really I'm, I'm not really into game actually just i think i would just want to go back to you know create a web web business so at that point i thought like, you know, what problem did I uh, face while organizing that game festival? One of them was like, like printing the name badges uh, before the event, right? So like when people arrive at the event, you just want to end like the name badge so people know like, are you from a game company or, you know, are you a, a press VIP or a participant or whatnot? And so it just sucked like the, the day before to just like go on Excel, do a mail merge and print those badges. So I'm like, oh, just going to create like a web tool to, uh, so, so organizer can actually import like an Excel spreadsheet. And then we just like print the badges for them and ship them. Right. So that was basically the idea. So that's where in my co-working space that I also started by the side, I, uh, I, 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 I actually met my co-founder and decided to work on that idea with them, right? And um, Phil, did you guys decide to split the, the company 50-50 early on? Uh, no, so it's a company was 50, uh, 50 me, 50 them, because I, I had to kind of, you know, bootstrap the product. Uh, so we, it, was was, split, it was split 50-50. 50, 50, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And, and just because, again, I want to get as much of your missive story in as possible, and it's a quick show, so I don't mean to cut you off, but let's <laughs> let's jump into missive. So you start working, you pivot from this spreadsheet tool for name badges. I imagine that Matt, you you then pivot into missive app from that. Is that right? Uh, yes, exactly. So conference was was successful. Okay, so we launched it. Evan Bright wrote to us like they, they, they saw we were paying their API and they said, "Oh, are you creating a tool to print badges?" 
we say yes and they say oh my god like it's it's one of the things that people have a lot of problem doing when they use Avonbrise for their conference and so they, they featured us and it was really successful right so i applied to y combinator like paul graham saw the revenue of the first few weeks said oh come on uh we want to interview you and as you can see in the interview we were quite bad so we were they didn't pick us at y combinator but the product keep on uh being successful making more money and as a small team we had trouble like uh doing customer support didn't what want so what were you making would you remember first year revenue in 2016 uh, so conference batch was a bit earlier, 2013. No, no, 20, uh, okay. For missive, uh, so I want I want to get into the missive story here. As, as I just want to sort of push past the pre missive. So we're you eventually okay. First year of missive was like uh, I don't know, not a lot of money. Like I think like three k for the the whole year. Okay, and and how did you get you know your first ten customers? Do you remember? Early tech. So we post we post like to product on and kind of cold reach like people we admire that we thought like could have uh, a use for the product. Like like the Stripe people, I'd kind of write a paper about how they collaborate around email and how they were full transparent uh, around their own internal communication. And that was kind of one of the idea behind Missive is the ability to share the email easily with the people uh, in your company. So we reached out to people at Twitter, at, uh, over on Twitter and, and launched on Productant. And those were the earlier user. Most of those earlier users were excited by the product, but not really willing to pay for it because it was really early stage. And we were missing a lot of the things now that our customer kind of are willing to pay for. And fast forward to today, those are your first, you know, 10, 20 customers. How many customers are you serving today? Uh, I think we're around like 2,000 businesses using Missive, 2,000, yeah. That's right. And help us understand how you decide to price this. Again, very competitive space. What's the average price look like? So right now, uh, so you, you pay per seat. So if you're a company of 10, you're going to pay 10, 10 seat. And right now it's 15 bucks per seat, US dollars for, for a seat. And that's full featured. So you get everything in the product for 15 bucks. We kind of have one at 10, but it's, it's, not, it's, it's way less popular. And so 15 bucks in our space is really low compared to other offering. Uh, how many seats when a company pays you, are they usually paying on average, like for one seat or like a thousand seats? What's sort of the sweet spot team size? Five seats. Okay. Yeah. Five seats. So it's really SMB, like small and medium businesses using the product. Yeah. So each one, five times 15, each one's is paying something like 75, a hundred bucks a month, something like that. Exactly. Exactly. And can I take 75 a month times your 2000 customers? What's that? Well, yeah, like 150,000 a month, something like that. It's, it's a bit less. So I'd say uh, right now, so we crossed like the uh, 1 million ARR like uh, 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 two months ago. And uh, yeah, so that was good. Congratulations. Thanks. That's exciting. Yeah. And where, uh, you, where were you? If you just, if you crossed that, you know, a month, two months ago, where were you a year ago in terms of monthly recurring revenue? I'd say half of that. So healthy growth. Where's all this growth coming from? Is it it's still not, is it so product hunt launches or where's the growth coming from? I mean, like we're the anti-story of, of like startups. We never really invest our time in marketing. We like, we just like to build a product and, and like email with our customers. That's really much like the only <laughs> thing we do. Like everything like people say don't do, we, we only do, right? Uh, so like the paid customer, most of them right now, I would say are either, they find us through Google, like alternative to well-known funded product, they will find us. Or it's word of mouth. So 
a lot of like realtors uh, realtor are going to use missive so like one say to to another one hey i use that product with my team you should try it and then so wireless mail is also a, a big factor in our crowd and have you bootstrapped or raised i bootstrap okay. but <laughs> are you the long introduction to that thing is that it's actually bootstrapped from another product that we launched earlier called conference badge right that we were running and that we start missive actually we start building the product missive to help us with the communication in the support at conference badge so is it a blessing or a curse that you didn't get into yc a couple of years ago uh i don't know <laughs> uh i don't think i have you know I, i don't think i'm the person the best person to raise money right so i'm definitely fine with where we are uh, so talk to me more about your team today what kinds of people do you have around you so we're uh, uh, so I have two co-founders. Uh, initially, we were uh, four co-founders. One left uh, uh, three years ago now. So now we are two, co- well, three co-founders plus one employee. Um, so uh, one of my co-founders is a CTO. So it's going to like manage servers um, and it's going to do cloud review. Uh, and Etienne is front-end developer uh, slash designer. So it's going to build like the, uh, front end and I'm going to do kind of all of those, those things. So usually I work on new features and, uh, Rafael is going to take over card review and then Etienne's going to take over and make sure everything is fine. And then we're going to ship things. So, so, this, so is great, this is a great story Four people. I love small SWAT team. You, you only had four people when you broke a million dollar run rate that breaks some other bootstrap stories like Lemless who had six people when they broke a million dollar run rate. I love small teams that can go from zero to a million very quickly. So congratulations. Thanks. It's, yeah, so it's, it's all about, uh, you know, being small. It's about being more agile to me. Uh, we, we really don't lose time. And, you know, my, my wife always told me, like, I would never work with a team like you because you never talk to each other. <laughs> like, we actually don't. <laughs> like, don't we're talk. always, like, so focused. We, we all know what we want to do. It's a few, like, text uh, chat comments in the day, but the rest of the day is just focus on all the work. You know, custom, it's mostly customer support and product development bugs. And that's it. The rest is just like, uh, it's such a big space that even if it's just word of mouth and we're just a small team that it, it's, it's really working out actually, because with the word of mouth, it, it sustained our growth and we're just four guys. And it makes good sense. Yeah. Now, when people start using you, do they stick? What's your churn look like? <laughs> You can help me here. I don't know if we have a good one. I think it's like, uh, if I look at Stripe, because I, I don't know, like the Stripe dashboard, it's around like, uh, depends. It varies, but it's between three to 4% per month. Uh, per Stripe dashboard. So is it per month or per year? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So you, you're not sure if your churn is 3% a month or, or 36% per, per the year. Exactly. Like, like I said, we're, we're not, we, we, we do not focus on any of those things. We only you, focus you, on customer care. support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you care, a, a, the lagging indicator of great customer support and customer love is do they stick with you? So you can still focus on customers loving you and the way you measure that is an MPS score or churn, right? How do you measure if, they, if you're doing a good job there? We don't look at data. Actually, that's the, the simple strangest answer i can like honest answer it's like we don't really look at data it's just the feeling of our customer and and i know churn is low and and look when you're a company like us the product is email everyone can use email so there's a lot of people trying the product and um 
some of those will churn and that's a good thing, right? Because we cannot be a solution for everyone. So if I only look at churn, it's not really the, the real picture because the one people I want to serve, if those people do not churn, and that's you have through conversation, right? Uh, you know, like I would say even six months ago, I would have said like, I'm not sure I'm even product fit, right? I'm not even sure. I, like right now we're starting to feel we're at that point because the conversation we have, we, like the, the range of people that are really, really satisfied and loving it is larger. Like I would say like a year ago, it was like, mm, I'm not sure. Like some really love us, some hate us, right? right. But right now, like that range has expanded. And I feel like the conversation I have is mostly like people really satisfied with it as opposed to a year ago. Good, you're, you're and if good. I just look at the data, I never really feel that I could have a real definitive answer. It's like, oh, the trend rate, but I don't know, right? Actually, I don't know. Yep. No, so sometimes if you're, if you're building something like you're building it, it's, it's you know, you, the best the best way for you to collect data is just have your ear on the ground and be talking to customers. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, talk to me about, look, most SaaS companies are not profitable. They're spending way too much on CAC. They're losing money. Are you guys profitable? Yeah. <laughs> so we don't spend money on ads. Uh, so makes, we only spend money on servers so uh, and like, like tools to help your, us manage. What would you say your total expenses every month are? Uh, so let's say without salary, like without this, our own no, for no, salary. No. Do all in, do all in, including, including what you pay yourself. I don't know. Well, I break it down because salary, let's say everything else except salary, I would say like 20Ks, mostly okay. servers. Yep. And factor in our salary, like Quebec-based Canadian, like normal wage for a cobbler up a programmer. <laughs> so, so what, what are you guys, what, 30, 40,000 bucks in headcount expenses per month? Less than that. Less than that. So as a founder, like, I think this is an important question about sort of capital, right? Each month, if you're all in costs or something like I'm making this up 40 or 50,000 bucks, 20 K of server plus your headcount, and you're doing yeah. 90,000 top line. That means you have like 40,000 of new cash hitting the bank every month. How do you yeah. decide what to do with that? Do you pay out dividends to your team? Do you reinvest in the product? What do you do? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. So right at, at first, like the, that thing I grow. So it's not a question we had. Right now, obviously, like with the numbers we have, it started to be crazy to leave the money in the bank, right? So, well, first we decided to start paying ourselves, you know, a more competitive wage. Uh, and we're starting to think about how to reinvest that in more growth. Uh, but right now, it's really pretty much just sitting in the bank. Yeah. What would you value the business at today? If someone came to you and said, Phil, I want to I buy the whole business for 10 million bucks. Do you sell? No, we, we, uh, no, uh, cause we had, uh, uh, we were approached three times and by big, uh, let's say unicorns and more. And, uh, so the, the, the three time was mostly for acquire cause you know, I think what we built with a team of four, even if we we're like now we, we had some really good milestone in revenue, but like two, three years ago, it was still really impressive. Just the fact that the product was completed and full featured a version on, on all platforms. So we were approached just to get acquired and we all always said no. And the offer what was, really what was the largest offer that you turned down? It was equity and and equity. I don't know if it means much, but uh, it was uh, 30 millions in, in, in valuation from that business. But so you had you to know, believe that the equity. Was exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I had to move into San Francisco. We so had to offer, all if you got an offer of 10 million bucks, all cash upfront, do you sell? 
I don't think so. Interesting. Very good. Okay. On that note, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Uh, rework. Number two, is there, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I'd say G's and Freed for the last three days. <laughs> Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building missive? Uh, There's so many, but I'd say Stripe. Okay. And how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Sorry? How many hours of sleep do you get? Between eight to 10. Okay. That's great. And situation, married, single, kids? Uh, I have four kids, married. Wow. Okay. Four kids. And how old are you? Uh, 37. 37. Last question, Phil. What do you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, take my time. Guys, there you have it. Launched back in 2014 as a pivot out of a conference business into sort of a spreadsheet tool for name badges. Eventually, they launched Missive App, a tool that enables you uh, to collaborate with your team. It's a team inbox and chat tool that allows you to really understand what's happening in your email inbox. They bootstrapped their way to over a million dollar run it with just four people, turned down $30 million acquisition offers. We're rooting for you. Phil, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Cheers.